A sermon for Sunday the 7th of March, the third Sunday of Lent, based on the readings. Exodus chapter 20 verses 1 to 17, 1 Corinthians 1 verses 18 to 25, and John chapter 2 verses 13 to 22. Well, this week has seen Darlington and Richmondshire placed firmly on the map. In his budget on Wednesday, our local MP announced that 750 jobs are to be created at the new Treasury North campus in Darlington's town centre. This will make an interesting juxtaposition with the recently opened Amazon warehouse on the eastern outskirts of the town. And that vast building is just along the road from the impressive, though for all the wrong reasons, Northern Echo Arena, which just so happens to be where I and many others will soon be going to receive a coronavirus vaccination. Darlington, a town with a proud history, is beginning to look towards a positive future. Sadly, in recent years, there's been a steady decline. Now, there is genuine optimism in the air. Confidence is returning. And if we look ahead to a few years from now, I wonder whether we will identify Darlington as a financial centre, or as a logistics hub or still as a railway town. For me, that aspect of Darlington's and Stockton's identity will always remain, even as new, complementary characteristics emerge. Now, think back to the Gospel reading we've just heard. The dramatic incident, which we know as the cleansing of the temple, comes early in John's Gospel, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. The other Gospels place it towards the end, provoking the authorities to arrest Jesus. In John's account, this incident provokes the authorities to ask Jesus for a sign, whereupon Jesus points forward towards his resurrection. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up, he says. John then tells us that after Jesus was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he'd said this. So even as we approach the deepest, darkest, halfway point in Lent, we're being drawn to proclaim the resurrection, the single most important event in human history, the event which is the basis, the good grounds of our Christian hope. Even at the deepest, darkest, halfway point in Lent, as we then move towards our recollection in Holy Week of Christ's suffering and crucifixion, we know that the desolation and defeat of the cross is not the end of the story. Just as we know from our own experience of the risen Christ, living within us and alongside us, that his gift of fullness of life is already ours, we also accept the reality that death has to come before there can be any rising again. St Paul, in our second reading, states, where Jews demand signs and Gentiles desire wisdom, we proclaim Christ crucified. This and the very notion of the resurrection underlines his point that since the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. So as Christians, we must live with contradiction. Even at the deepest, darkest point of a global pandemic, where so many people are enduring suffering and hardship in the extreme, we are invited 
to remain confident and to proclaim Christ crucified. This is challenging in the extreme, but as we look for and find signs of new life, we can proclaim with confidence the words of that great Easter hymn, Now the Green Blade Riseth. In the Lent group, of which I'm a member, we're working our way through the book God on Mute by Pete Gregg. Amongst the reasons for choosing that book were its title, which seemed on message for our current Zoom-laden times. Its subtitle, Engaging the Silence of Unanswered Prayer. Likewise, its structure, journeying from the experience of desolation and defeat to new life, and its 40-day devotional, which offers a resource for daily personal reflection. For each of the 40 days of Lent, the devotional is split into four parts. Pause, reflect, ask, yield, that is, pray, offering a useful way in to daily prayer space. What is striking is that nothing is offered for the Sundays of Lent. We're left on those days to find our own way in to prayer. This has reminded us that the Sundays of Lent are like every other Sunday. First and foremost, they are days on which to celebrate the resurrection, to proclaim Christ crucified and risen. Whether we're thinking about the Lenten journey from desolation to new life, or our long journey through this pandemic, or the unfolding story of Darlington, we see that we have to be able to live with contradiction, of present day suffering juxtaposed with the reality of life in its fullness. Now think again of the incident in our Gospel reading of the cleansing of the temple. As I mentioned, where John tells us it took place at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, the other Gospel writers place it at the end. But could both be right? Some commentators suggest that this apparent contradiction might indicate that Jesus' protest, rather than being a one-off, was in fact staged many times. After all, the Passover festival was an annual event. Perhaps then, by the process of living with contradiction, we find ourselves living through it. Our insight deepens, our perspective changes. We begin to see life in its fullness, even within the depths of suffering and decline. We see truly, now the green blade riseth. In the words of St Paul, the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. In our first reading, we revisited the Ten Commandments, the basis of the Old Testament law. This reminded us that Jesus said he'd come not to abolish the law, but to fulfil it. We see in his light that true obedience to the law is not some unthinking binary process, but that living the Christian life requires constant discernment and careful judgment of what is right or wrong. An example, as Jesus himself demonstrated, to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy requires thought and care. He argued that no right-thinking person would fail to lift a finger to help a neighbour in need in an effort to keep holy the day of rest. When our whole frame of reference has been shattered 
as has been the case in the last year for all of us, we find ourselves in the wilderness. The Israelites had 40 years of that experience. We have had one year. But it has been a year when we've learned to live not simply with, but through contradiction. With evidence all around us that now the green blade riseth, like Darlington, we can look forward with confidence. In truth, that has always been and always will be the case. Thanks be to God, who loves us and will never fail us, and whose cross and resurrection we proclaim. Amen.